The Middle East and North African region, or MENA, has long embraced carbon capture, utilization, and storage, and that momentum is on the rise. As a CCS and climate leader, MENA has shown promise through the announcement of new carbon capture and storage networks that will curb CO2 emissions, to hosting well-attended and collaborative events, as we recently saw in Abu Dhabi Sustainability Week, and even further with the upcoming COP28 being hosted in the UAE this year. To speak with us about that and more is the Global CCS Institute's head of MENA region, Dr. Mohamed Abuzara. Thanks for joining us, Mohamed. Uh, thank you for having me today. Maybe let's begin with the current state of carbon capture and storage uh, in the region. Can you maybe give us a, an overview of what CCS, the progress of CCS is looking like, both in the Middle East and, and the broader uh, MENA region, including North Africa? Yeah, I think uh, over the last years, there have been some good momentum and discussions on CCS deployment in the Gulf region and the MENA region in a wider scope. Uh, so multiple uh, government uh, corporate industries came together and started with some uh, initial projects uh, to push more uh, CCS deployment uh, and how to connect that to different industries and uh, energy sectors. Uh, so there have been major projects in, in Kingdom of Saudi Arabia, United Arab Emirates, and in, in Qatar. Uh, and before that, there was a large project in Algeria for the, the CO2 uh, injection at En Salah. Currently, we have three major projects uh, ongoing or operational uh, in the region. Uh, the overall capacity of these projects is around 3.7 million ton per annum, uh, which is almost 10% of the current operational capacity. Uh, so the region has started with CCS maybe 10 to 15 years ago in terms of project development and operation. Uh, but I think the momentum and is, is it's gaining more momentum and it's evolving into a major player uh, globally. Uh, and there are different countries are getting engaged uh, as a leader of CCS deployment here. The, I mean, the reason for the momentum uh, and the scale up of CCS is because energy-intensive industries are a big part of the economy in a number of countries in MENA, particularly, you know, the Kingdom of, of Saudi Arabia, for example. Can you maybe share your thoughts on the importance of CCS um, from a climate change perspective? How needed is it for these these countries and governments to take on CCS? Yeah, I, I think in the Middle East and North Africa, uh, there are lots of heavy industries uh, in the region, uh, also, we see uh, these countries, even the economy is growing more and more. So there is an industrialization revolution coming up in, in these countries. So, for example, the UAE announced that the 10 years would be uh, the industrialization uh, years. So we expect more industries and heavy industry to be uh, added to uh, the portfolio of uh, revenue and export in the countries. Uh, so. This is a driver for a CCS technology to decarbonize these current and future industries. Uh, the governments in the region has been uh, pushing and advocate for CCS from the beginning. So uh, like five or six uh, nations included CCS in their uh, indices. Uh, they have also announced their commitment to net zero by 2050 and 2060, the UAE, Saudi Arabia, uh, Qatar also committed to some certain reductions by 2030. Uh, Egypt and other nations in North Africa, the Middle East, also showed some commitment for net zero. Now, to achieve this net zero target in the region, that couldn't be done 
without CCS being part of it. And CCS would be essential for the hard to abate industries, as I said, steel, cement, the petrochemical sector, uh, but also eventually on a later stage, it will be integrated with the power sector. Uh, another important element is the hydrogen potential in the region. Uh, the Gulf uh, countries and some MENA countries, they aim to be a leading uh, countries when it comes to hydrogen exports, regardless of the production process, if it's a green hydrogen or, or blue hydrogen. And they aim to uh, contribute around 20% of the hydrogen production globally in the years to come. And CCS will also play a, a major role in the blue hydrogen uh, production. So that's another uh, driver for uh, increasing the potential of CCS mm -hmm. in the region. And when you mention NDCs, and that's the nationally determined contributions, that's something that countries submit to the UNFCCC um, every couple of years to make sure that we're doing good on those 2050 net zero targets. And so what you're saying is countries in, in MENA are steadily in including CCS um, in their in their portfolio of efforts, um, if, if I'm hearing that correctly. Yes. So would you say over the last uh, couple of years that the perception of CCS has changed? I mean, certainly over the last year, there's been a lot of uh, coverage regarding CCS leadership in in the Middle East region and just climate leadership, really. I mean, of course, last year we had COP27 being hosted by the Egyptian presidency, and we'll talk more about COP later. But, you know, upcoming COP28 will be hosted in the UAE. How has the narrative around CCS changed in, in MENA? Yeah, I, I think looking at the MENA region, there have been some momentum for CCS a few years ago. So we, we, we all know about the En Salah project in Algeria, and that's a project started early enough and then stopped the injection in 2011. That was one of the very first projects in the region focused on CO2 injection in, in gas fields. Uh, the UAE, for example, has been a leading country talking about CCS projects. So it's not something really new, but there have been some uh, pioneering and initial plans uh, 10 or even uh, 15 years ago to work on CCS. Uh, the project Ariada started operational 2016, but the planning for that project started 2011. Uh, Saudi Arabia also did some injection early as uh, 2008 and 2009. Uh, so building on that initial activities, uh, it evolved in even bigger commitment from uh, the countries. So I would say the acceptance for CCS has been always there and they need CCS to decarbonize uh, these industries. So as you mentioned, it sounds like there was a lot of buy-in from industry when it comes to CCS. I guess I'm curious more about uh, what the public is thinking. Recently, you were at Abu Dhabi Sustainability Week, for example, another sign of climate leadership. There was a lot of attendees there, some from private sector, some from public sector. What was what did you hear on the ground from I mean, folks around you that may have, may not be in the thick of the CCS world? I think there, there are some major events in the region which build momentum, not only for CCS, but for sustainability and clean energy in general. Uh, and the public schools, universities, the youth and the industry has been engaged in these discussions from the beginning. Uh, so in, in the past, there have been some published uh, plans and push for sustainability. 
Uh, they engage the schools in different countries in the UAE and Saudi Arabia uh, and the public in the discussion about uh, how the era after oil look like, how we could uh, diversify uh, the revenue in the countries and get more sustainable solutions into the country. And I think the public are heavily engaged into that. Uh, this year has been announced in the, in the UAE to be the sustainability year. Every year, the UAE has kind of a theme for the year they want to aim to do. And this sustainability year has been, uh, I, I think, widely expanded with many activities. CCS is part of that for sure, but that can give you an idea about how the public engaged in, in these discussions. Uh, government, corporate, private sectors, I think there is a major acceptance and push for a clean and sustainable solutions which would definitely include uh, CCS. When you mentioned sustainability year, is that a government initiative or is that part of sustainability week or? It's, it's, a, government, the... it's a government initiative. Uh, so there is kind of like government habit in the, in the UAE. At the beginning of the year, they announce what year this will be. So what the government entities and the public sector will focus on. Uh, and for the fact, as you mentioned, COP28 will be hosted in the UAE this year. So building momentum on sustainability-focused activities, they announced this year to be the sustainability year. So we see more initiative from the different government entities and the public sector, which will all feed in into the sustainability. Now, if I talk more specifically about the sustainability week in, in Abu Dhabi, uh, it has been established as a major hub for clean energy and sustainability discussions globally. Uh, this is, I think, has been running for 15 years now. It's always exciting, very active event to attend and in interact with the public and corporate sectors from all around the world. Uh, I want to mention two things. The first one, there, is a, there was a great discussion about how COP28 will look like this year. And there have been clear messages about being inclusive. Uh, and it's the COP of everyone, and we want to deliver more in different sectors. Uh, so that has been a very welcome message from the different industries to see themselves part of this planning and for uh, COP28 to be the COP for these industries to push more for uh, clean solutions. I know that you're based in the UAE, you're in Dubai. This will be the second year in a row that COP is being hosted in the Middle East and, Af and North Africa region. Last year it was in Egypt. Do you think that CCS will be a focus this year compared to years previous? Yeah, I think it, it is very beneficial to have a COP28 hosted in the region, especially it comes after COP27, which was in Sharm el-Sheikh in, in Egypt. Uh, building on the momentum and what has happened last year, I think we expect more actions to take place in, in this COP28. Uh, the leadership under the leadership of Dr. Sultan Al-Jaber and the leadership in the UAE, they want to present this COP28 as the COP of actions, as he stated in his speech during the Sustainability Week. COPs in action, which is very promising, that we expect to see more announcement to actual projects and how we will reach our uh, targets for net zero 2050 and 2060. So it's not just a pledge and planning, but actual actions. And uh, how to do that? The idea is to be inclusive and to have a collective effort from the industries and the governments uh, to achieve that. 
Now, if I look at the momentum in the region, uh, the level of engagement we have seen last year, and we continue to see this year from public entities, uh, private sector, everyone is actively involved in the discussions and the planning for the sustainability. Uh, market for sustainability activities and project is very active in the UAE and the region. Uh, there are many other initiatives we'll feed in and support having COP28 uh, in the region. For example, uh, the Saudi Green Initiative, the Middle East Green Initiative, which involved 21 countries in the region under the leadership of Saudi Arabia. That also will deliver more clean energy and sustainable solutions, including CCS being one of the key areas of focus. So there, having COP in two years, in the region has pushed for major uh, momentum for uh, projects and actions. Is there anything that we should carry forward from, from last year's COP? Yeah, I, I think I, I look normally at COPs differently. If every COP will have something special. So uh, last year, there was some discussions about the adaptation and uh, the loss and damage. Uh, this year, we, we have the global stock take and we need more actions and, and more projects, more funding to come forward. Uh, and we are all hopeful that the push for more funding and mechanisms for the financing or the climate financing will be more critical and we'll see more action around this one in, in this COP28. Uh, and in general, the feeling people are optimistic that we will see that achieved in COP28 in the UAE. And just speaking of events, do you want to touch on the Institute also held a regional CCS forum? Yeah, we ran uh, the MENA region CCS forum. Uh, we co-hosted this event with the Clean Earth Task Force, Clean Energy Ministerial and, and CAPSARC Research Center. Uh, and this event attracted uh, many attendees and speakers from government entities in the region and globally from United States, Norway, United Arab Emirates, Saudi Arabia. Uh, we had also uh, industrial panelists and from the hard to abate industries like the steel and, and the cement sectors. Uh, and it's one of the first time I see this momentum and active discussion around CCS deployment, uh, how to define uh, not only the challenges, but are the potential and the steps that we need to take forward to move a CCS from being just a planning phase, but to be actionable, to see more projects in the ground. So there have been some good discussions around the financing, the policies requirements, and how we can move forward with more active business models, government and corporate engagement uh, in deploying CCS projects. Speaking of business models, something that's uh, growing globally are hubs and clusters. So that's different companies coming together and sharing shared CO2 infrastructure, that's pipelines and, and storage, which helps to alleviate the cost of actually getting a CCS project deployed. Is that business model also growing in the MENA region? And are there any promising upcoming projects that you see? Yeah, so we're talking about hubs and clusters. Uh, now, the, the, the MENA region has been or it is in the middle of the world and have been always like the hub for uh, energy export supply chain. And it has been the connection between the different parts of the world. And I think there is a target 
to keep that and to include CCUS as part of these industries. Uh, talking about specific CCUS hubs and clusters, the most recent announcement of Al Jubail CCUS industrial hub in Saudi Arabia, uh, which will become as a joint venture between Saudi Aramco, SLB, and Linda. Uh, and, and that would be one of the very first hubs and clusters globally. And the target for that hub is to capture 9 million tons CO2 per annum by 2027, and then to reach full capacity of 44 million tons per annum by 2035. Sources of CO2 will come from different energy and industrial sources, and the CO2 will be used for sequestration, will go to deep saline aquifers for sequestration, and part of that will be utilized for uh, other products. Uh, similarly, there are some ongoing activities to evaluate the potential for CCUS hubs in, in the UAE. Uh, Abu Dhabi industrial region would host another uh, hub. Uh, potentially in the Mediterranean area, uh, there's an evaluation for uh, CCUS hubs in, in Egypt. Uh, other parts of the MENA region with close proximity to Europe, like Algeria and Morocco, could also uh, be potentially a host for CCUS and hydrogen uh, hubs, which can serve North Africa and European uh, countries at the same time. Perhaps maybe you can touch on a little bit um, what the Institute is doing with other research organizations when it comes to CCS. Yes, I think that the Institute, uh, since we, we, we opened our office in the region and even before that, has been engaged with, with CAPSARC and uh, other research and other non-governmental organization or think tanks in, in the Middle East. Uh, with CAPSARC, we have conducted multiple studies focusing on CCS, circular carbon economy, ESG in general. Uh, we still work closely together and with other entities to support uh, the government initiatives to uh, try to define the potential and, and challenges and roadmaps for CCS and circular carbon economy uh, in the region. Uh, we try to expand these activities now by becoming more engaged with local and regional universities uh, and support them when it comes to uh, educational programs for uh, the youth in the country. Uh, there are many programs running and the government in the region, they run their own programs on youth education when it comes to sustainability uh, and other aspects. And we try to key in and provide more specialized education on CCS and decarbonization in general for the Middle East uh, and Africa. Uh, and for that, we aim to partner with some major universities and research organizations uh, in the MENA region. Thank you, Mohammed. Is there any final words, any final thoughts that you wanted to uh, impart to our audience? Uh, I think I'm, I'm very optimistic on how things are evolving in the MENA region in general, and part of that is CCUS. And uh, I trust that the region will have a major future and contribution to uh, the global deployment and development of CCUS projects. Uh, and then the coming five to 10 years will be critical uh, for the region. Uh, and to give us an indication how fast and how big things will move. All right, absolutely. We're hopeful. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you very much, Ruth. Thank you. For more details about this episode and podcast, visit globalccsinstitute.com and head to the Multimedia Library.